Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 48. Dear Father, Mother, Thou dost grant all good and perfect gifts to me. Tis mine to raise this beacon here, obedience unto Thee. Hymn number 48. Scriptural will be given by Betty from California. 2 Corinthians If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Romans There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but they have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, 
Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science Textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 185. Master and Lord, tis good to be here, guided by thee to join joy-crowned height, where we, man's perfect sonship, see safe and secure 
in radiant light. Hymn number 185. Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which is like an adult Sunday school and really good training for how to live Christian science. And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it or if you want to hear it again, which I probably will. You can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com, and you can also find it on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets uh, every Sunday at 11, and that uh, Sunday school has a teleconference number of its own, and many of our students particularly those who don't live in the area, attend the Sunday school by telephone. So if you don't live in the area and you have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number, and we would love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally changed through the study and practice of Christian science. 
And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers. Our next Bible study session will be held in a little less than three weeks, uh, Saturday, May 14, at 10 a.m. And the Bible study questions are already on the website, so if you want to get a head start, look them up and start preparing for our next Bible study session on Saturday, May 14. We've been busy printing and mailing. The May newsletter has been printed and mailed to subscribers. And for those of you in Plainfield who use the full text lesson sermon booklets, be sure to get your May issue if you haven't done so already. You're going to need it tomorrow because next Sunday is May 1st. We read it in the, in the roundtable this morning, but I wanted to point out something that is featured on our website. And it's a letter written to Herbert Eustace by one of his students entitled, There Is No Death. It's a letter of her experience, and if you haven't read it, you need to read it. So I'm recommending everybody read the letter that's featured on our website, There Is No Death. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from Science and Health which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading this morning will be given by Shahidat from Maryland. Page 655, A Joyful Experience. In love and gratitude to God and to Mrs. Eddy, the interpreter of Jesus' beautiful teaching, I wish to tell some of the benefits which I have received from Christian science. It is a little over a year since science found me in a deplorable condition, physically as well as mentally. I had ailments of many years standing, chronic stomach trouble, severe eye trouble, made almost unbearable from the constant fear of losing my sight, a fate which had befallen my mother. Also, a painful rupture of 25 years standing. These ailments, combined with unhappy conditions in my home, made me very despondent. I had entirely lost my belief in an all-merciful God, and I did not know where to turn for help. At that time, Christian science was brought to my notice, and I shall never forget the sublime moment when I perceived that an all-loving Father is always with me. Forgotten was all sorrow and worry, and after four weeks reading in Science and Health, all my ailments had disappeared. I am today a healthy, contented woman. All this has come to pass in one short year, and my earnest desire is to be more and more worthy to be called a child of God. This is a loving gratitude for an understanding of this glorious truth by Mrs. R.J. Chicago, Illinois. 
The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 8 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Probation After Death. The golden text is from 1 Corinthians. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. The responsive reading is from Isaiah, Romans, and 1 Corinthians. And in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast of fat things, a feast of wines on the lees, of fat things full of marrow, of wines on the lees well refined. And he will destroy in this mountain the face of the covering cast over all people, and the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death in victory, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from off all faces, and the rebuke of his people shall he take away from off all the earth, for the Lord hath spoken it. Now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Now is Christ risen from the dead, and become the first fruits of them that slept. For he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. Elizabeth from Georgia will now read. The Bible. Psalms. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. I have seen the wicked in great power, and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. John. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch, then came the Jews round about him, and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? 
If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Verily, verily, I say unto you, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Luke And it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nine, and many of his disciples went with him, and much people. Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the bier. And they that bare him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all, and they glorified God, saying, That a great prophet is risen up among us, and that God hath visited his people. Mark. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that there be some of them that stand here, which shall not taste of death, till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. Romans And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, 
Who can be against us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Revelation the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that, that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Bruce will now read. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. God is the creator of man, and the divine principle of man remaining perfect, the divine idea or reflection man remains perfect. Man is the expression of God's being. The relations of God and man, divine principle and idea, 
are indestructible in science, and science knows no lapse from nor return to harmony, but holds the divine order or spiritual law in which God and all that he creates are perfect and eternal, to have remained unchanged in its eternal history. In divine science, God and the real man are inseparable as divine principle and idea. Life is deathless. Life is the origin and ultimate of man, never attainable through death, but gained by walking in the pathway of truth, both before and after that which is called death. The understanding that life is God, spirit, lengthens our days by strengthening our trust in the deathless reality of life, its almightiness and immortality. Jesus said, John 8, verse 51, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. That statement is not confined to spiritual life, but includes all the phenomena of existence. Jesus demonstrated this, healing the dying and raising the dead. Mortal mind must part with error, must put off itself with its deeds, and immortal manhood, the Christ ideal, will appear. Faith should enlarge its borders and strengthen its base by resting upon spirit instead of matter. When man gives up his belief in death, he will advance more rapidly towards God, life, and love. Belief in sickness and death, as certainly as belief in sin, tends to shut out the true sense of life and health. When will mankind wake to this great fact in science? The universal belief in death is of no advantage. It cannot make life or truth apparent. Death will be found at length to be a mortal dream, which comes in darkness and disappears with the light. Progress is born of experience. It is the ripening of mortal man through which the mortal is dropped for the immortal. Either here or hereafter, suffering or science must destroy all illusions regarding life and mind 
and regenerate material sense and self. The old man, with his deeds, must be put off. Nothing sensual or sinful is immortal. The death of a false material sense and of sin, not the death of organic matter, is what reveals man and life harmonious, real, and eternal. We have no right to say that life depends on matter now, but will not depend on it after death? We cannot spend our days here in ignorance of the science of life and expect to find beyond the grave a reward for this ignorance? Death will not make us harmonious and immortal as a recompense for ignorance. If here we give no heed to Christian science, which is spiritual and eternal, we shall not be ready for spiritual life hereafter. The sin and error which possess us at the instant of death do not cease at that moment, but endure until the death of these errors. To be wholly spiritual, man must be sinless, and he becomes thus only when he reaches perfection. Universal salvation rests on progression and probation, and is unattainable without them. Heaven is not a locality, but a divine state of mind in which all the manifestations of mind are harmonious and immortal. Because sin is not there, and man is found having no righteousness of his own, but in possession of the mind of the Lord, as the scripture says. The recognition of spirit and of infinity comes not suddenly here or hereafter. The pious Polycarp said, I cannot turn at once from good to evil. Neither do other mortals accomplish the change from error to truth at a single bound. Existence continues to be a belief of corporeal sense until the science of being is reached. Error brings its own self-destruction, both here and hereafter, for mortal mind creates its own physical conditions. Death will occur on this plane of existence as on this until the spiritual understanding of life is reached. Then, and not until then, will it be demonstrated that the second death hath no power. 
the period required for this dream of material life, embracing its so-called pleasures and pains, to vanish from consciousness, knoweth no man, neither the Son, but the Father. This period will be of longer or shorter duration according to the tenacity of error. If man is never to overcome death, why do the scriptures say, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death? The tenor of the word shows that we shall obtain the victory over death in proportion as we overcome sin. The dream of death must be mastered by mind, here or hereafter. Thought will waken from its own material declaration, I am dead, to catch this trumpet word of truth. There is no death, no inaction, diseased action, overaction, nor reaction. Man's privilege at this supreme moment is to prove the words of our Master. If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. To divest thought of false trusts and material evidences in order that the spiritual facts of being may appear, this is the great attainment by means of which we shall sweep away the false and give place to the true. Thus we may establish in truth the temple or body whose builder and maker is God. Being is holiness, harmony, immortality. It is already proved that a knowledge of this, even in small degree, will uplift the physical and moral standard of mortals will increase longevity, will purify and elevate character. Thus, progress will finally destroy all error and bring immortality to light. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 256. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. O'er waiting harp strings of the mind, there sweeps a strain, low, sad, and sweet, whose measures bind the power of pain, and wake a white-winged angel throng of thoughts, illumined by faith, and breathed in raptured song, with love perfumed. Hymn number 256.
Let us sing hymn number 325. Take up thy cross, the Savior said, if thou wouldst my disciple be. Thyself deny, the world forsake, and humbly follow after me. Hymn number 325.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and a correlative passage from 1 John 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material, he is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we shall be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in him purify himself, even as he is pure. All the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Amen. <laughs>